So let me just ask you a question. I'm gonna, we're going to read a, a big chunk of scripture here in a minute. Of course, we're going to stand before that and pray because I don't want I don't want to keep you standing through this whole big chunk of scripture because it's a pretty good chunk I want to read. Uh, but but how many in here tonight? And, and it may not be tonight. That's fine. But how many at times do you ever battle a little bit with cynicism, being cynical, being a little bit cynical? You know, you know when somebody says, well, you know, well, God will work it out, or or, or with all things, you know, God with all things are possible, or you're having a down day, you know, and somebody, you know, puts that, you know, Romans eight twenty eight, well, all things work together for good, for this, you know, they, and, and you know that, and you got faith in that because you're Wednesday night people, but how, how many times sometimes you, you, you may not do it, but you feel like doing it, you know, you look like, well, yeah, you ever, you ever have those moments, you know, like, you know, a little, a battle with cynicism, you know, just a little cynical. You know, just a little cynical. And, and you know, it's a, it's, in the age that we live in, uh, with, with all the back droppings that we have, our culture, our political, uh, the heathen, unbiblical systems that we have in place now, uh, we're surround, you surround it, you surround it by negative forebodings. Uh, even demonic forebodings, uh, evil, evil influences. So many. There's, there's more, more in the mix than I could even probably even know. But, but that, 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 that plays into, to sometimes bringing us to a place where we really battle being cynical or battle cynicism or even further. You know, it's, it's kind of a thin line from cynicism to just to doubt. And you know, it's probably razor thin. Honestly, uh, but 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 there's this strong battle. Well, I, I of course uh, I've been really. And it's all in part. I, you know how I am. Uh, whatever's going on in my life, I'm seeking and I'm searching and and whatever's happening. And, and for whatever reason, I ended up on this little chunk of scripture. And I'm not even sure. It's one of them times that I'm not even sure how I got there. But I got wrapped up in this little chunk of scripture, and I could just feel. And and there's no doubt, God. God was showing me. I can just feel the cynicism in it. I can just feel it. And, it, and it's, a, it's a portion of Scripture. It's a portion of Bible. Uh, you know, and of course, I believe all the Bible. But how I many you know all the Bible, some of the Bible, it's like Job's friends. You know, Job's friends, it's in the Bible, but God don't want you to be in like Job's friends. You know what I'm saying? You know, just because Job, one of Job's friends says it, that don't mean you quote that and live by it. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and I found this little portion of Scripture uh, you know, that, that it's, it's scripture, it's Bible, but I, I just don't believe this is who we're supposed to be. And the Lord put a little thing in my heart, and I, I'll share it with you here in a minute. And really, really, it's really about how to pastor. That's, what, that's, how, that's how I come about this, how to pastor the, the, the cynical. You know, that's kind of how I approach it. That's kind of how the Lord worked it in me. Was how, and the Lord gave me this little portion of scripture and said, okay, how would you pastor and, and we're going to the book of Ecclesiastes in a minute, by the way. How would you pastor Solomon? I, I just felt that in my heart. And I just studied. I got really deep into this study of trying to figure out how I would pastor Solomon. I know maybe it's a pastor's mind. Maybe it's a preacher's mind. Maybe it's, but, may, but I do know it's, it's the spirit. And I just believe it's going to help somebody tonight. Uh, you may not be battling cynicism at all tonight. But, but you live long enough, you will go through those valleys again. 
You'll go through those times. You'll go through dark seasons. You'll go through those influences. You'll go through situations where it's tough to believe or it's hard to believe or you're having a bad season even spiritually and it's tough. So, so I want to share this with you tonight. Uh, uh, and like I said, I'm not saying you're there. I'm not saying that. But, but it's just good. It's just good scripture and it's good. Uh, and really, really tonight, that's what I want to do. I just want to help us really crucify the cynic in us. You know, because the cynic, the, cynic, the cynic is the carnal man. The spiritual man is never the cynic. The spirit, no, the spirit is always willing. The spirit is always willing to say yes and amen. It's that carnal man that's always rolling his eyes. It's the carnal man that's always wanting to, wanting to back off of what God says believe. What God says, do. What God says, grab hope to. It's that carnal man. Next time you roll your eyes, whether you do it in the spirit or you do it in the natural, next time you roll your eyes, hey, all them, all them positive posts I put on Facebook, do you ever roll your eyes? Huh? Do you ever roll your eyes? I'm just asking. You know, I put a bunch on there. I thought I'm going to put on there. I'm just going to put positive, bless God's things on there and, and, that if you roll your eyes, this message is for you tonight. That's who it's for. Amen. I've come to pastor you tonight. Amen. Amen. But this, this is really, I want, as we read this tonight, I want you to think of this. I want to give you this up front. I want you to hear the confessions of a cynic as we read these 18 verses. Let's stand, let's stand and pray over this first. And let's just believe the Lord tonight. And uh, let's ask him bless his word tonight as we're here. Father, I thank you tonight. I love you. I praise you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for such a fine group of people gathered here tonight. Took time off, dear God, out of their life. So busy. So many things going on. Could have been a thousand other places. And uh, Lord, you know what you've put on my heart. I pray that you'll help me, Lord. Help me to make it fruitful for them. Help me to, to instill in them something that will help them in their fight. Lord, I generally want to see each one of them here tonight. Lord, equipped that they can fight this a good fight, dear God, and to keep the faith and, and to not, not, not flinch, not be, at the end of it, just to be able to stand. In the day of the enemy, in the day of darkness, dear God, that they're so strong, so built up, Lord, that they can just, having done all, they just stand. Father, help us do that tonight. Help me to be fruitful in their lives. Help me to bring out something, dear God, that will fortify them, truly, truly make them stronger, uh, in, in your walk, Lord God, with you, and uh, just to make them fruitful in all these things. Well, I love you, Lord, tonight. Bless your word now. And bless everyone's here. And we're going to give you glory, praise, and honor. For we know it's all you. It's all you. It's all Jesus Christ. It's all Jesus Christ. It's all Jesus Christ. And we honor and thank you. And it's in his wonderful name. All church agree and say, Amen. come on, let's thank the Lord. Amen. Hey, come on. Don't thank him like a cynic now. You thank him like a believer. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. 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 I thank the Lord. I believe this is going to be a good study. I just, I just got that feel. Got that feel. You can be seated. You can be seated. I want, to, I want us to read Ecclesiastes 1, and we'll start with verse 1. I just want to stick with the first chapter, and it's almost too much, but it just all went together. I'm not going to preach on all of it, but the whole chapter is really just a confession, if you will. Uh, uh, this is how the Lord showed me. It's a confession of a cynic. Listen to what he says. Of course, he tells us who he is. He says the words of, of the preacher. I mean, our preachers can be cynics too, by the way. As a matter of fact, I, some of the worst cynics I ever heard sometimes were preachers. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Amen. Y'all smile. Say cheese. Amen. 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 The, word, the, 
words of the preacher, the son of David, of course we know this is Solomon, king in Jerusalem. Now here it comes. Here comes the confession. Here they just start rolling. It's like I can't wait to just belch out all of this negative stuff I feel. This was Facebook of his day. Here it comes. You can just imagine. This is what negative people do on Facebook. Vanity of vanities, saith the, the preacher. Vanity of vanities. Listen, all of it. He says it's all, all life, everything. It's all junk. It's all worthless. Do you hear it? That's a cynic. There's nothing good. Nothing. It's all worthless. It's all useless. What profit hath a man? If, if, if all of his labor, which he's taking, what profit is in it? What's the use? That's what he's saying. Do you hear him? What is the use? Why should I try? Why should I sweat? Why should I work hard? What use is it? It all turns to junk. It's worthless. It don't mean nothing. It don't help nobody. It don't nothing mount to it. Do you hear the cynic? It's worthless. Junk. Now, I might ruin your perception of Ecclesiastes tonight. I hope not. But this is just how the Lord gave it to me. Y'all knew I, y'all know I got my own little way with scriptures. I do. I try to be true to them. But when the Spirit shows me something, I just go with it. And I just see that. I see that tonight. I see that. He, he says all these things. What use is it? Verse 4. One generation. Here, here's what he's saying. One generation passes away. Another generation comes. But the earth, it abides forever. Verse 5, here it comes the same thing again. The sun rises, the sun goes down. It hastes to its place. What's he saying? Same old, same old. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. Been there, done it. Got the t-shirt. Cynic. Same old, same old. Amen. All. He goes on, he goes on. The wind goeth toward the south, it turneth about, and then it goes to the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again according to his circuits. All the rivers they run into the sea, and yet the sea is not full. Under the place whence the rivers come thither, they return again. It's just all the same thing. It's all the all the things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eyes not satisfied. The ears not filled with hearing. It's just all, it's just nothing. It's just nothing. Nothing satisfies. The thing that has been, it is that which shall be, that which is done, and that which shall be done. There's no new thing under the sun. It's the same old once again. Same old, same old, same old. Y'all tired of the cynic yet? Is confessing. Am I, am I telling some of your Facebook stuff? Amen. 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 Is there anything whereof it may be said? See this. It's new. Is there anything? Is anything exciting? Has anybody got anything new? Can we hear something good? Is there, was there anything on the news tonight? That wasn't Donald Trump's fault. I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. But I did it. Is there anything? Is there, see this? Is there anything new? It's a, it has already been. Old times. It was that which was before us. 
There is. No remembrance of former thing, neither shall there be any remembrance. I mean, it's all just going to come and go anyway. I mean, what's the use? They ain't going to appreciate it no way. They ain't going to realize I was ever here anyway. There's no remembrance. It shall come, and, it's, it's, and, there, and that, that shall come after us. It's just going to all keep rolling. Verse 12, verse 12. I, the preacher, was king over Israel. He's done, he's done demoted himself. <laughs> He was the king. In the, he's, done, he's done got so cynical, he's demoted himself. I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. Verse 13. I gave my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done. He said, I, I give my heart to it. I give my heart to it. We're getting in some nitty-gritty here now. I give my heart. Put passion. Anything you give your heart to and it don't return. You're going to come back tender, don't you? When you really put passion, when you really put energy, things that I've did in the past that wasn't of the Lord or was of my own or flesh, and I really put my heart in it, and it didn't pay back like I thought it should. Come on. It left me feeling cynical. Amen. Concerning all things that are done under the heaven, this sore travail hath God given, God has given the sons of man. Uh, to be exercised therewith. Verse 14, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun. And here he comes again, just in case you didn't know, hadn't got it the first time. Everything is vanity. And he, when he's, he says, vexation of the spirit. Cynical. Skeptical. Doubt. Negative. Forward, pushed. Pressed. Can't get happy if he tries. Vexation. Y'all out there? Have I depressed y'all yet? It's all right. I'm going to pastor you here in a minute. Amen. Amen. Verse 15. That which is crooked. Boy, this is, a, this, is a, this is awesome. That which is crooked cannot be made straight. What are they going to church for? They no good going to come out of that. What are they doing here? What they got her hands up for? They just a, they just owe this. They just owe that. Oh, they need to go to church. They ain't going to do them no good, though. That which is crooked, grace ain't going to help him. It'll take more than Jesus. They're going to need some Hail Mary in that. Do you see it? Do you see it? Well, that is crooked. It, it can't be. It can't be straightened. That which is wanting, that that lacks. That that lacks. It's, it, it can't be. It's not going to be helped. There's nothing there. Verse 16. I got to finish. I commune with my own heart. Yeah, that was the problem. Problem. And saying, Lo, I am come to a great estate and have gotten more wisdom than all of they. And I want to say this, and then we know this by Scripture. Solomon was the wisest man at one time. God had given him wisdom beyond. And I want to say something. There's something that's in this that caught my ear in the spirit. Every cynic, and now, like I said, I'm not arguing that he wasn't. God made him the, the scripture says that. I'm not arguing that. But here's what I know. Every cynic always thinks they're superior. They think they know what's right. They think the way they see it, that's the way it is. 
and you can't argue. The way I view it, that's the way it is. And that's what he's saying right there. I've come to a greater state. I have gotten more wisdom than they. I know more than all of them. Amen. Am I challenging you? <laughs> Amen. Amen. They that have been before me in Jerusalem, yea, my heart, I had great experience. Now hang on to that word. We're going to come back to that in a minute. Great experience of wisdom and knowledge. I'm going to tell you, experience is going to be a big key in this tonight. And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this also is vexation of spirit. And finally, verse 18. For in much wisdom, this could be the key verse. For in much wisdom or much experience, there is much grief, much sorrow. He that increases in knowledge or experience, he increases in sorrow. Now, I just present this as a confession of a cynic. Now, I want to say this right up front. I want to say this right up front. Solomon was not always a cynic. Solomon was not always a cynic. And that's, that's the danger. That's, that's what stirred my heart. Because at one time he was far from a cynic. He was far from saying things like this. Solomon has not always been one who rolled his eyes at mighty things or possibilities of God or, or God's word or what was to go on in the world or the earth or what God had planned. Amen. There was one time, there was one time, once upon a time uh, in Second Chronicles, we can put that up, I just want you to see this. And most of you know this story, but it's when, they were, when, when Solomon was dedicating the temple. This, this is how Solomon's life really started. This is how he come on to the scripture scenes really. Now, when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven. And, and hang on to this two, two or three little verses because this is going to be a mixture tonight. Solomon made an end of praying. The fire came down from heaven, consumed the burnt offering, the sacrifices. The glory of the Lord filled the house. I'm going to what? He wasn't a cynic that night. He was not a cynic the night that God with fire licked up the side. The night that the glory come down so much that the priests could not even go into the house of the Lord. They couldn't even get in because his glory was there so strong. His presence, he kept filling the temple like the train Isaiah saw. It just kept filling and filling and filling and pushing. I'm going to tell you, where the God's glory is, the sin that can't get in anyway. But I'm going to tell you, there's, that's why there, you either, there's either a, a transformation of the cynic or he's got to go. Amen. Amen. Because the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord or the Lord's house. And then verse 3, and when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their face. To the ground upon the pavement, and they worshiped and they praised the Lord, saying, He is good. There's no cynic here. He is good. 
There's no eye roll here. He is good. He is great. He's worth all face down on the pavement. He is good. His mercy endureth forever. The reason I brung all that out is here's what I know about this. Here's what I know about this. He was not always sinful. But we find him in Ecclesiastes 1, about as cynical as you can get. And here's what I want to say about that. We grow cynical. It's a growth. I, I believe it's all in my heart. I was going to preach a little bit here a week or two ago about either grow in grace or fall from it. And that's the truth. You do. And, and, and without growing in grace, I'm going to tell you what, I believe you grow cynical. Either you grow in grace or you grow in, in, in the awesomeness of God or whatever, or you grow cynical. And here's what's so bad about that. I've learned this, that, 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 that it, it's such a slow, you know, growth is usually slow and deceptive. Because it's slow, because it's slow, it's deceptive. It's very deceptive. That's, that's like your wife told me this week. She told me this week she was having trouble because she's been down there so much and she watches every moment. She watches every moment. She says, it's hard for me to tell what's progress, what's growth. And see, I come in having usually a 24-hour span uh, in between the last time I was there, and I come in and I just pick up on little things that I didn't notice yesterday. I say, I didn't, I didn't see her doing that. I didn't see that going on. I see that. And yeah, that's been the truth. That's been the truth because I, I've been, I've been kind of away from it. And I come in and I see the growth. And that, that's, that's the way growth is. It's slow. And, and, and it's either way, whether it's positive growth or negative growth. It's sometimes it's deceptive. It's very deceptive. And that makes, that makes cynicism sometimes so deceptive and so dangerous. That, it, that it, it grows, it grows, and, and really you don't realize it sometimes until you're on that razor edge of even being into unbelief or doubt that's way beyond any place. I'm going to tell you what, I guarantee you, the night that Solomon was face down saying, God is good, he'd have never dreamed he would grow to the place where he says it's all junk. It's just all good. What am I saying? You can, you can be a part of some of the greatest moves of God, some of the greatest presences, some of the greatest calling, some of the greatest gifts. You might be gifted in some of the greatest ways. And if you're not careful, it's so deceptive. It'll move you. It'll move you to the place that, you know what? You know, you, it's all junk anyway. It's worthless anyway. That's the danger place. When you can turn... And to say one day, you know what, same old, same old, what's the difference? What's the use? Why should I? Don't work. The crooked's still crooked. Dangerous. Dangerous because it's so slow and deceptive. I could preach all night and bring ideas that maybe would, would, would stir our hearts. It would maybe wake us. It's sometimes it's something simple. It's, it's easy. It's, it's slow and it's easy. Sometimes it's, it's where we start to underbelieve the gospel and overbelieve in ourselves or the others or the world or the world system. See, that's, that's turning cynical. Do you ever underbelieve the gospel? That's kind of what's been in my heart as I've been 
telling them, let's overbelieve. Because if we're underbelieving, that means we're believing in something else. And our heart, our heart can't really focus in passion and, 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 and really synchronize in on but really one thing. And that's believe the gospel. Believe him. So it, it's really easy. It's really deceptive when we do the when, when, when it comes in, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's like this. We, we begin to focus on, on the things we fear and that we worry about more than we focus on grace and sovereignty. That's becoming cynical. It is. When we start fighting, and I know it's so easy. Lord, this is the easiest place to grow cynical. When we start, and it's, there's so many things that goes on in our life that we sh- it's hard not to fear. It's hard not to worry. I'm preaching this. Right off of wary. If you could smell my breath, it probably smells like wary. You know what somebody told me the other day? He said, sometime, brother, I don't know what in the world you say, but I understand it. He said, it scares me to death. <laughs> but it's true. And when, when we should be focusing on God's grace and his sovereignty, he's going to move. He's got it. He's going to work it out just the way he wants. He's sovereign. He's powerful. He's all-powerful. Don't you roll your eyes. You give him glory. He's all-powerful. He's almighty. He's omnipotent. He's grand. He's great. He's worthy. He's honorable. He's large. He's big. He's on a throne forever and ever and ever. Amen. Hey. Yes. That's why it's so deceptive. Because it's easy to shift over here in a moment's notice and worry. I, I, I do it. Like I said, I'm going to smell my breath. I worry, I fear, and I have to get back. I have to get back and focus. Grace, sovereignty. Maybe it's in this form sometimes. There's several forms. I'm not going to give them all to you because I want to I want to pastor them in it too. But there's another form that, that really bothers me. I'm just giving you three or four of the big ones. And I feel like this is a big one. When you start talking more about how others have failed you than serving and loving them, you are cynical. When you start, when you start talking about how everybody has failed you, people, they're all no good. They're none no good. You'll see this on Facebook. I get so many messages off Facebook now. I know you ain't on it, brother, but man, it's loaded up with good messages. Amen. I see on there a lot of time, and this, I see Christian people. I see preachers. See, that's what I say. There's preachers out there that's cynical. I see preachers on Facebook. They talk about how people failed them. That's cynical. They talk more about how people failed them. If they weren't cynical and they believed God was who he was and his grace could do what it is, see, what they're saying, what they're saying, they're crooked and ain't nobody ever going to straighten them out. Yeah, that's what, they're, that's what they're saying. They failed me. And if they, if they really get their eyes on grace 
they would, they would, they would, they would put things on their arm about how to serve and love them. The cynical, the cynical, they serve and love. Or the not cynical, excuse me. Y'all know where I'm at. So you know what I'm saying. You don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying. It's true. It's true. What, one more. I want to give you this one more. And then we want, I want to move on because I, I, got, I got some things that really are more important even than this. But, but, but here's another sign. I, I believe when we waller, we waller more in our concerns. And I, I use the word waller because I like it. I think you get, a, get the idea, waller. That's Craig County word for us. Y'all, y'all waller anyway. Y'all waller in Montgomery County. Y'all waller. Y'all waller in Floyd, Poppy. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We all waller. Y'all waller over there. Where you? Okay. We waller. We all waller. Okay. We 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 waller. We waller more in our concerns than we linger in His presence. Come on. When we waller, when 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 all of our church time, even sometimes we are wallering in. My concerns, and we don't linger. See, see, we we there, we 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 a couple Sundays ago. I don't know if you realize it, but we lingered in His presence. Did y'all see that? I didn't even know what time it was. I couldn't believe it. It was like one thirty-eight or something when I got to the back door, and I looked, and all y'all were still here. I was done wore out. I was flat. Give out. I was dead. I was done. I couldn't even hardly get to the car at that back door. And, I, and it was 1.30. I looked at my phone. It was 1.38. And I went, and all y'all was up here still lingering. Yeah, you didn't care if the Golden Corral or you didn't care. It didn't matter. Wasn't no cynicism up in this house. We're lingering in the presence of the Almighty. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, so I bring all that to you to really, this is kind of the heart of it then, to share with you just a few reasons tonight that, that, that I see why in, in this first chapter and in some of Solomon's life of how he grew cynical, because that's what's really important, how he grew cynical, and then, and then how I would pastor it. Amen. How, what I would do, Lord, that's, what, that's what the Lord challenged me. The Lord challenged me. Pastor Solomon right here. Remember, I prayed not long ago, Lord, teach me to fight. Teach me to war. Cynicism is one of those things that we got to fight, that we got to war. If we're going to win. Because we can't be cynical and win. We got to believe for all of our hearts. We can't roll our eyes. We can't when when the gospel comes out. We can't. No, we won't win. None of us. We got to embrace it. So here, here's kind of the first thing. Back in, go back to if you would, verse 18, Dusty of chapter one of Ecclesiastes, and I want to roll that scripture to you one more time. So he said this, this is kind of the key of it. He says, for in much wisdom or experience, life, in life, just experiencing life. I, I want you to just let that soak in a minute because that's what he's saying. At this time, he had experienced so much life. How many know today, how many know that the kids, kids, young kids, young kids, youth, teenagers, there's some teenagers in here, there's some various ones. 
they're not near as cynical as some grayer-haired people. They, they just ain't. You, you get a group of kids around, it'll rub off on you. I like to hang around the kids. They help me. Because they just flat out believe. I, I like to hang around those that, 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 that sometimes, some, some of those things they say that you roll your eyes about. You know? They got faith. They got faith. And, and don't you don't you dare tell him live what you live a little while. Shut your mouth. Just shut your mouth. Amen. That's the problem. Because see, that's what Solomon, he had experienced life. Life had played out. Life had went on. Life was happening. And through those experiences, listen, listen, sorrow, grief. That's what makes us cynical. It's not just life. But some of those experiences are, are sorrowful. They're, they're filled with tears. They're filled with heartbreak, hurt, betrayal, abuse. Am I preaching all right in here? Y'all done got quiet like Methodists. Should I read a doxology at this time? <laughs> Life. And so tears come. Tear. And here's the thing. I want you to get this. I want you to get you. This is very important. As we live, have you figured this out? As we live, we have wins and we have losses. And I just want to tell you right now, that scripture, that scripture, it rains on the just and the, we have wins and we have losses. Everybody in here, you're going to have wins and you're going to have losses. But here's, here's what I realized about that. The losses heavier than the wins. We don't pay much attention sometimes. Matter of fact, we take wins for granted. Big wins. Big wins in life sometimes. A few days, we've moved on. They don't really have the same. You got a lot of wins, but you don't feel them as weighty as some of those losses. losses really hit hard and they linger and they lay on us for weeks or months or years because they're losses I don't know why but in our human structure the winds I wish a win would last as long as some of the losses. the wins would last I've seen losses last for so many years in people's lives I know in my own life the loss will linger on for months and sometimes a win I I can be almost oblivious to it by the weekend 
You can have you can have a killer win like we did there one Sunday, and by the next Sunday. That's what Solomon is saying. He, he's just like us. He'd had some wins, but the losses, the lo- he was really feeling the losses because they carry more weight, so much more weight sometimes. And, and here's what I learned about that. If I'm going to pastor Solomon right here, I would say, Solomon, you need to deal with the losses. You've got to learn to deal with the losses. You got to tell you, you know what, in, in God's economy, he's always had an economy. Now, like I said, I, I'm beginning to see this. In our American society, we're not, we're not set up as a culture, as a society, to even deal with our losses. It's like we should ignore them, move on, forget about them. You should, you should be over that now. You should get on with your life, whatever. God's economy, I don't know if you realize it, God, God set up times of mourning in their laws. They had great losses. He said, take 40 days. Deal with your loss. Deal with your loss. Deal with where you lost this at. Deal with what, what happened here. Deal with it. Because if you don't, if you don't, man, you're in trouble. Listen, if you don't deal with the loss, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Those issues becomes baggage. I'm going somewhere. Track with me. Walk with me. That's how losses carry the weight throughout some people's life. They become bags or baggage stuff, the past. And we carry those things. We carry that back from the past. Or that's why, you know, that's why forgiveness is such a big deal to God. That's another way that God has us to deal with our losses. Forgiveness. Whether you're giving it or receiving it. Whatever the, whatever's the need, that's how we deal with losses a lot of times, especially with people, or, or, or maybe it's even with God. Maybe it's with God. God gives you time, make peace with me. Deal with me. Deal with me. We're going to make peace about this. Yes, because he, he wants you to deal with the loss. I thank the Lord for his word. This is none of me. It's all God. This is all God. I thank him for his word. His word is powerful. Y'all know I ain't this smart. You know I ain't this smart. You know I ain't this smart. I still waller. Amen. It's the Lord. It's him. We've got to deal with our, with our baggage. We've got to find peace with God or forgiveness with others or receive it from others or give it to whatever it is. We've got to do that because we, we could just carry it. But, but I could tell story after story. I knew this one lady one time. When I first got to meet her, she, she, had, she was telling me something that happened 40 plus years ago. I'll never forget. One of my first pastoral things. <laughs> I'm like, man, did y'all sent me to do this? This lady is going to tell me something that's been going on for 40 years? I was green and dumb. Women's going to tell you something. I still, only thing I still tell deal with it, lady. <laughs> deal with your loss. I know it hurt. It, yes, it was unfair. Yes, it was unjust. Yes, it was wrong. 
Yes, I understand all of that. Forgive her. Forgive her. Quit, don't carry it into next year. If you do, you're going to be cynical. You're going to say, everything's junk. Ain't nobody worth nothing. Everybody's stupid. Everybody's out to get me. Everybody's after me. Everybody wants something. There's no good. You ain't going to church, are you? There's no good church. There's no good preacher. There's no good church person. It's all family. It's all junk. Just stay home. Save your money. Eat your biscuit at home. What's he going to go over there for on a Wednesday night? That preacher just wants your money? <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's the great danger. But here's the thing. Just what I was talking about. I'm leading, I'm leading this right on through this. Because if you don't deal with the pain, here's what happens. Here's what happens. I mean, this is powerful. You begin to prophesy. Well, no, you won't maybe have a spiritual moment, but here's what you're doing. You'll begin to prophesy into your new day, into your new relationship, into your new things. Because what's ahead, what's going on today or tomorrow, you'll begin out of the past experiences. That's what Solomon's doing. Out of past experiences because he's not dealt with the losses. He's not dealt with the dissatisfaction or the want, the hurt. I thought 750 wives would make me happy, daggone it. Amen. Amen. So, so what happens? We begin, we do, we begin to, to, to prophesy failure into what's next. That's why sometimes you hear a man say, oh, I ain't never getting married again. They all like that. Go on and prophesy, you stupid thing. I shouldn't say it like that, but <laughs> they all like that. Or she'll say it. All men's men. Well, they are men. But some of them do try a little harder than others. They got quiet up in this Methodist church again. Start prophesying. You go to a new church. Come right through the door. This church be just like the last. But we just like the last. I knew it. First little incident. You got your eagle eyes on. I knew it was too good to be true. I knew it was fake. I knew they'd fall. I knew they'd mess up. Well, yeah, I can tell you they're going to mess up. Follow me around. I'm going to mess up. But you better get there quick because I'm going to get up fast. Amen. Amen. I'm like David. I'm a quick repenter. Amen. I might blow it big, but I'm going to repent bigger. Amen. Amen. But we got to quit that stuff. We gotta quit doing that. Quit prophesying all the past over into and, and just repeat performances. Re and you know what? You know why? You know why he was getting the same old, same old, same old, same old. He was prophesying it. This marriage gonna be like the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Just go and buy your t-shirt. This church gonna be like. This relation, this friendship, 
this job. Amen. Is this helping anybody? I got to hurt. I got to finish. Good day. Y'all kept me too long. Amen. Amen. But it, it, it does. It just keeps going. And in the end, here's, what, here's really what happens. If you ain't careful, you'll lose all faith, all trust, everything, 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 everything. A lot of, a, a lot of life, a, a, it, it, it's, it's before we've lost the trust and the faith. But I'm just going to tell you something. In life, that's all you really have. That's why you can't afford to lose it. You've never, you never want to lose your faith and trust, ever. Because sometimes that's all we're going to have, trust in God and faith. You can lose everything else if you want, but don't lose that. Because there's going to be circumstances, situations, you're going to need that, Solomon. Amen. Amen. Two, two more little things, and then, and then i got to close. I, I believe that. I believe Solomon had become infected with, with the spirit of the, of the age. And, and the reason I say that is he done exactly what God told him not to. He brought in all these foreign wives and cultures and systems. And, and he, what he had, he had brung in cynicism. He had brung in unbelief. And that's, that's what really where we battle at because we are part of that. We, we, we're in this world. We shouldn't be of it. We know Jesus told He prayed over us that way. But, but, but it's because of everything that we were wearing. But he was infected with the spirit of his age. And then it polluted. And it got in him. These outside influences. I want you to think about that. Think about David. The reason I want you to hang on to that thought. Think about David because that's what David. That's what made David different. The day he came from watching the sheep to kill Goliath. David came. Remember, a whole nation was cynical on the battlefield. An entire nation stood cynical. We can't do nothing with Goliath. An entire nation was scared. An entire nation feared. An entire nation, an entire army would not face him. Here comes David. And all he's doing, he's not there to fight. He brought the cheese and the bread. The corn and the cheese. He did. He, but he toting the cheese. Y'all have heard me preach that before. He come toting the cheese. Remember? Remember when I preached that? Before you're king, you got to learn how to tote the cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He come toting the cheese. And he comes up, he's anything but cynical. He's got no cynicism. You want to know why? He hadn't been in that culture. You know where he'd been? In obscurity. Alone with God. Yes! Alone with God. Out in the nowhere with someone big. Writing love songs to him. Telling God, Lord, you are my shepherd. I ain't never going to. That don't sound cynical, does it? I shall not. I said, I shall not. I shall not want. That ain't cynical. Goodness and mercy. They'll follow me all the days of my life. That ain't cynical. Loving on God. He comes out of obscurity, walks in. He sees Goliath as a bear, as a lion. I've killed them. This joker ain't no different. You know why? He's been with God. He's not been infected 
the spirit of the age. That's why it's so dangerous the age we live in. Because the spirit of our age is cynicism. From the political all the way through every system. It's cynicism. That's all you hear. Cynicism, cynicism. I don't even watch the stupid stuff. I don't even watch the news. I hate that anymore. But I don't, but I don't even know. All I know is what Jesus is going to do in the news. That's all I know anymore. I don't watch it. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I give it up. Because it's the spirit of the age. It's cynicism. It's nothing but cynicism. And i got to stay out in obscurity. Or I'll get cynical too. And I'll come up in here saying vanity of vanities. It's all vanity. Let's just all perish. No. No, let's trust God and go for it. And push on and believe. And no matter what, trust in Him. And believe Him to work all things. Yes. Amen. We'll be like a Caleb who come with a different spirit to stand on the promised land when the system, all the, all the culture is saying, we can't go in there. A man with a different spirit says we can and we should and we are to. God's given it to us. Come on, girl. Amen. Amen. I ain't going to get done. I never get done. Sister Lisa told me down there the other day. She said, you didn't finish the other day because I knew where you was going. I said, I didn't have time. <laughs> I said, I sense it. Listen, I do. Sometimes, if y'all wonder sometimes why I just crash land sermons, it's because I sense your rear end is going to cook about all you can take. You can't take but so much. I got more, but I sense it. And I sense if we're going to have fruit in the spirit, if we're going to really go where God, I don't have to preach at all because God's spirit can do the rest. I don't even have to preach it all. I learned that now. I don't have to preach it all. I don't. I don't. That's what I believe tonight. And the final, final thought was this. The final thought is this. You know what Solomon, Solomon, when he first come on the scene, he had this wonder of God on his face. On his face. Worshiping, amazed by God, expecting. God surprised me before. What will He do today? Surprise, anticipating. What's God going to do? What may He do? Surprise on His face. I'm going to tell you what happened to Solomon. Solomon lost the wonder. Lost the wonder. You can't lose the wonder. We've got to spend more time on our face. Come on. We've got to spend more time on our face before God, waiting for Him to surprise us. Here's the Pentecostal part. This is not the practical part. No, this is trusting God. Just getting on your face before him and waiting on him to go ahead, God, surprise me. Surprise me in room 996. Surprise me. Surprise me. Surprise me today. Lord, I'm going to overbelieve the gospel. Surprise me. I'm going to believe it to the hilt. 
I'm going to believe it with everything that's in me. I'm going to believe it with everything I can get going. That Lord, help me get all this junk believing that way. Surprise me. I'm going to worship you like a wild man. I'm going to love on you like a lover. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold tight to you like Jacob. I'm going to wrestle you till you bless me. I'm going to hang on for dear life. Lord, surprise me. Surprise me. Surprise me. Surprise me. Surprise me. Surprise me. Surprise, Bob, surprise. Tell him, just tell God surprise me. Tell him, Bob. Surprise me, God. I know what they say, but surprise me. Surprise me. Surprise me. I believe it tonight. Without wonder, without that kind of anticipation, without that kind of surprise, faith gets stagnant. Faith gets gets cynical. Faith starts imposing limits on a limitless God. That's what cynicism is. It says, you know what? God can go this far, but he can't go no further. Go on, go on tonight and believe the whole book. Go on and believe the whole book. See if he don't surprise you. I ain't found any profit in underbelieving that thing. No profit. There's no profit in underbelieving that. None. But I don't even know the value when you really believe him at what he says. Don't even know. Donnie, let's believe him. Let's believe him. Surprise me. Yes. On your face. On your face. tell you something, and I won't invite you to the altar. It's on your face. It's on your face. We're, 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 we're on your face before God where everything becomes new. It's hard to be on your face and stay cynical. Where everything that dreams become new. Faith becomes new. Love becomes new. Passion becomes new. New ideas. A new heart. I just want to challenge you with that tonight. I just want to challenge you. These girls are going to play something. I just want you to come, lay before God, pray, seek Him. Maybe you're not dealing with any of this, but I know guarantee God's probably put something on your heart to pray about. 
I just almost would believe it tonight. Come up here tonight and just let God surprise you. Just, just what, what, what's been spoke here tonight? Go on and be surprised by the recompense of reward. Believe it. Believe it. Don't come out of duty. No, come out of excitement. Come believe it. He's going to surprise me.